This week's episode of Vice and Villainy is brought to you by... Do you need your armor or weapons repaired? Is your current kit beyond repair and you'd like something new? Come on down to Duke Air Metal Brews where the deals are fresh from the forge. From the shelf to custom, we have you covered. Also specializing in custom stonework. We are Simus and Mirda Wopool, and this is Vice and Villainy. Reporting on the criminal and mysterious, we are your source for the stories that shape your world. Coming out of an old set of ruins, a group of adventurers, ragged, tired, but happy with their spoils, come across a lone man on a horse on the road. The man, described only as having pointy ears, was interested in what the adventurers had. But in reality, he was only interested in one item, and one item alone. Believing it to be fortuitous, the adventurers, eager to make some quick coin, departed with a single piece of parchment. And what was on that parchment could shape the political landscape of the region for years to come. Okay, so I don't know if you keep up with like bar talk at all. Are you, have you been frequenting the bars? I I do like to go down and have an ale from time to time. Well, all right. So I, I don't like to drink in this town for reasons, but I like to go, you know, around to the locals the next town or two over every once in a while and just see what's going on and also every once in a while you pick up a good story most of the time it's just drunks rambling saying things that probably aren't true or like at best seriously embellished but the other night i happen to be out at a little place called the nightingale and i overheard these guys talking about some big amount of money they just cashed in on. Really? Why? Okay, they really must have been drinking because most people don't talk about that kind of thing in public. Yeah, and they so it started out with them so happy that they just came out of this like deep ruin or whatever. Uh, and they found, you know, some some old half-drunk potions and some coins and things like that. But they found this one scroll, and apparently they sold it to a quote-unquote collector for a big chunk of change, right? Okay. So they're talking about it. They start describing it, and the barkeep, this heck of a woman, overhears them. Right? Right. And here's what they're describing and starts just side splitting laughter, doubled <laughs> over. And she breaks the news to these, 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 I mean, they looked pretty, they looked pretty wrecked from whatever was in that, uh, was in that ruin. She explains to them that that scroll that they had is like, 
the first dwarven whiskey recipe (laughs) that people have been searching for for aeons it's an impossible there are there are lifetime long bets that have been since buried over this thing and she tells them that they basically they basically got you know pennies of what this <laughs> thing was worth right oh, wow. all right so now there's a big controversy because that started a big stir in the bar and I started to work my way out of there because you know when things get all heated and stuff people are you know trying to figure out who they sold it to who this quote-unquote collector is and now suddenly the fight is reopened I don't know if you know about the uh, the claim to this recipe but because no one could find it no one could totally prove which family it belongs to which which bloodline it belongs to it uh turns out there are these two right the enlins and the oryx and they both claim that their family line were the first to invent dwarven whiskey wait so you so you're so you're in in a bar full of full of dwarves (laughs) no no this is this is is a bar full everyone bar full all all the locals okay um so 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 are fights breaking out like after well people are people in there at this point are trying to guess who the collector is Right. Okay. Of course, these adventurers didn't ask his name because what group of adventurers have ever asked somebody their name? <laughs> so instead, they just sold uh, this precious item. And now they're in there going, well, his ears were a little pointy. He was about five, 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 eight. They're arguing about whether he had light brown hair or dark brown hair. Indistinguishable. Could, could be any dude so now people are trying to guess people are coming up with conspiracy theories that it's someone hired by the endlins and they're gonna take the recipe and claim it as theirs Uh, unreal so (laughs) so i'm i'm now getting out of there because because now people are drunk and reminiscing about the old whiskey and how it used to be so much better and and just you know so i leave so two nights later i'm in another bar all the way on the opposite side of the of the uh of the woods in a completely different town and this story has gotten there and there's a a, a orc gentleman behind the bar in this bar who's trying to make it based on what somebody in the bar told him was on the paper saying he saw it he saw this scroll so i don't know where it is but this but this uh gent this barkeep claims that somebody came in through the bar that night Ooh. and let people take a look at this scroll. 
Why they would do that, I don't know. So now I can't tell if that's just an extension of this new rumor, if it's starting to just spread through town to town and morph into a new story, or if this so-and-so called collector is traveling with this thing and trying to figure out what he has. So I have a question. How how did they even meet this collector? Do you, do you know or? Well, you know, so the adventurers were talking about it, right? And they said that they basically got out of this ruin and are walking on their way, you know, pretty beat up, carrying all their spoils back to town. And they run into another traveler at a fork in the road, just a solo guy and a, with a horse who asked about buying some of their wares, what they were, what they were carrying. Of course, wasn't interested in anything else but this thing. They said it seemed pretty legit that he was just excited to see an old looking scroll and since he was a collector of sorts, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't getting the overwhelming feeling that they were too abundanced with brightness. But I think that, you know, they were tired, they were weary, and they were going to make a what to them is a big chunk of change. More coin than they found in that, in that ruin anyway. It's interesting that this person happened to be there as they were leaving. That's that's interesting. I, I wonder if something will come of that later. Yeah. It, what's interesting to me about that is that the ruin is pretty off the beaten path. You know, there's one road that you can take, apparently, to get to the section of the woods that then you would have to stop and leave your mount behind and go deeper into the forest. And even to get to the end of that road, you're going well away from any of the nearby towns. They went on quite a journey to get there. It's not it's not typical for people to be traveling on that road. Not typical, even more so, for a solo person to be traveling along that road. Let's see where this goes. Exactly. So I'm wondering, you know, right now that the Enlins and the Oryx, they're, they've been battling this out for so long. And it's not just them. There are now other families involved who've taken up one side or the other in this big claim to the, you know, Whiskey Empire and have cozied up to the, these families politically in you know, in response to that. So there's a lot of people, not just these two dwarven houses that have stake in finding this recipe first and being the ones to either determine make it go away or, you know, fix exactly or, or make it go away. Um, so there's a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of influence that could want to get their hands on this thing. Now, why none of them have gone into that rune to get it, I don't know. That's another curious thing. Um, these adventurers didn't seem, they didn't go there for 
this scroll. They found it there by accident. Hmm. It doesn't seem to be, it's not a dwarven ruin either. It's, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense as to why it would be there on its own. That is, uh, it must have been brought in with, with something else, um, taken in by someone else who was looking for something and maybe they, maybe they were taken down by a monster or you never know what's down, down in ruins and. Well, that's true. Could, could for sure be that, you know, someone with that scroll I don't know though. Why would you bring that? That's you know, you got this scroll with this precious recipe on it. Yeah. Why are you bringing that when you go spelunking? You know, I feel like I feel like you got something that precious on you. As long as you know that it's precious, of course. But I don't know if I believe in 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 so many little accidents. You know. I mean, maybe just maybe someone was taken down there um, to make a certain someone go away didn't know no that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> if they were taken down there for that they would have just they searched the taken. body they wouldn't just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that doesn't work ignore that I'm wondering I'm what it's not no no no. you're 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 getting to my thought process here because now I'm wondering if it was put there you know, intentionally. This ruin isn't really known for much. It's, you know, like the adventurer said, the rest of what was down there was some dusty old coins from the old empire. Uh, they can't even spend them until they get melted down. And some half-drunk potions that I wouldn't trust. Not really like a prime location for adventurers or for anybody looking up to take up space sure kind of a kind of a nothing place and yet there's this one precious item in there i'm wondering if maybe maybe it was sure. put there to hide it that would make sense especially if if some of the other things so what's interesting about that thought is that means someone may have gone down there and, and seen the other things left behind and didn't take anything else out in hopes that maybe if someone did happen to come in, they would grab the what looked like more valuable things and maybe leave this. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. Who would have the most incentive to do that? That's a... Oh, please, proceed. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I so I I I've, I've I've gone I've gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this, and I think whoever put it there is the family or is part of the family who did not invent this recipe, and they know that this scroll is proof that they did not invent this recipe, and they wanted to hide it so that didn't. <laughs> So Get my out. question there is if, if you wanted to if you wanted to make that go away so that there was no way to prove who did it one way or the other, why wouldn't you just destroy it? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. That's just my my working theory. You look at these adventures, they decided to sell <laughs> a basically priceless recipe to 
some guy they met on the road who 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 didn't who passed over everything else and mm. just oh tap, i mean that's a dead uh, okay yeah you know the, mm-hmm. the people that we know they they've they've seen their fair yeah. share of things they're they're good business people they're they're landowners and they've you know our employer our former employers they've they've seen some things and they have people that they come into you yeah. know operations with but you hear things, you see things, you learn things. These are either really naive adventurers or they are very, very young new adventurers to not see this coming. Oh, they were not they were not young. <laughs> they were they are not not young. Or like you said, they are a little on the slow on the uptake sort of Mm-hmm. Well, you know. <laughs> looked very strong and packing some serious weaponry i will tell you that they it's very clear how they have survived and by what means but i don't think they do a whole lot of talk in their way out of things so now now last night i'm ending the night in another tavern, and I'm not gonna say where, but there was a lovely woman I was chatting with, named Tina. She had it in her mind that she's met several people, not recently, but over the years, who all claim that they have either seen the recipe or that they have found it at some point in their lives or that they knew it or that someone in their bloodline knew it and passed it on and that they they know the recipe without having to know what's on the scroll. So Tina's got like three or four versions of this recipe that people have, you know, drunkenly spilled the beans to her about. So what this lady's going to do, she's going to try recreating the recipe based on those and see if any of them actually match it because she figures... Eventually, this is going to come out, whether somebody's going to get murdered over it or what. Now that we know, now that this is spreading, sure. that recipe is going to come to light eventually, right? That's, I mean, I'm kind of with her on that one. I think that, you know, once the cat's out of the dungeon, so to speak, sure, it'll, it'll, it'll come out into the light. And it's well, it's going to come out more than likely through the, the the black market, and then see the light of the light of day. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to prove it. I guess you know there are some people who are experts at studying handwriting, but there there could be forgery involved. I don't know. I would I would think that the dwarven clans could go back to their history books and and do some some comparisons and things like that, but there are some good foragers out there. So, Mm, yeah, but this, so from my understanding, things like this were kept away from the archives because they didn't want it to become something public. They wanted to stay within the, um, within the family so that they could have more, um, more of the stake in it. Sort of like, taking ownership of this of this idea so that they could make their riches off of it they could kind of compare the the 
the the writing style, so to speak, and see if it fits or because um, if you know, like it's, it's a true. it's a dwarven recipe. Maybe if a if a human or a halfling or an I doubt an elf would want to have anything to do with it, but if more than likely a human and a half or a halfling or or someone else wanted to get a hold of it, they wouldn't quite have the grasp on the dwarven language mm-hmm. as, as a dwarf. That's true. There's also, I've heard a rumor going around that the stuff is so much stronger than the whiskey that we're used to now that it's actually closer to most poisons than to modern whiskey. I don't know if that's just some old guy going <laughs> off about, you know, the old days, which it kind of sounded like, but it also sounds kind of badass. <laughs> so I don't know if I, I might hope it's true. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd hope that would be true too. I mean, dwarves are very stout individuals, so they're <laughs> they're stout people, and uh, they they can they can take it with the best of them. So maybe maybe that is maybe there is some credence to that. I I I wouldn't doubt it for a second. I don't know. I can't picture. You know what? It's the Enlins and the Oryx. They're both so fancy nowadays. I can't picture them throwing back. Fireball poisons. Do you know how old this recipe supposedly is? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I don't know, like, the exact date, but I do know that it's older than my family's been alive, Uh, which, you know, we go back, I don't know, our records. Sure. Two, three hundred years. Sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's so that's. I mean, that's the time. This is this is interesting. You you are privy to lots of information in your your going goings out. You hear a lot of things. You need to keep going out. This is well, you know. I I I like a nice drink and to not get involved, but to just hear. What's going well, on? Sure. And this was just so fun that I kept going out because, you know, it was very low stakes. So far, no one's been killed. I'm sure eventually someone will try. Well, if this person, this this collector is as smart as he or she appears to be, they will be long gone and nowhere near the this particular area um oh sure but they are gonna try to sell it and if they know what it is they're not gonna try to sell it for just some whiskey recipe they're gonna try to sell it for what it really is and on the black market even i feel like there are a lot of people who would recognize those words and say okay this is worth more than what that's political capital yeah. that's that's power mm-hmm. and yeah and to turn the guy in too you know especially if anyone has any sort of inkling towards one of these two families owes them something anyone with a criminal record under either of those two monarchs whoo dead in a second that guy he's got to be real careful who he comes up across yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's almost a curse to have this, yeah, in in a way because you've really got to tread very carefully, 
or you're going to find yourself you're going to find yourself dead that is if we're maintaining the assumption though that he is just a collector trying to make money and not someone paid by one of the two families to retrieve that recipe. I mean, and, and that's a good point too, because let's look at it this way. Let's go back yeah. to the what we know, right? This group of adventurers goes to these ruins. They are mm-hmm. far off the beaten path and a solo person in a cart, this, this man in a cart shows up on the road. Not even a cart, just a guy on a horse. There's a guy with one bag on a horse alone. Just happens to be there when they come out. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty slim. I don't go up that way alone. I mean, I, you know, I'm also small, but I, yeah, still, I wouldn't go there alone. Did he know that they were going there? And if he did know that they were going there, he must have had some sort of idea that something interesting may have been down there. So that then begs the question, Mm -hmm. how did he know that something interesting may be down there and who would have told him that information? Well, as for who would have told him, I, you know, what was down there, I don't know. Uh, could be somebody, some informant from the families, if that's where he's coming from. But looking at the group of adventures in question and just listening to them all chat for a night, I feel like there's a 75% chance that they were in a bar the night before they went to that tavern drinking and telling everyone in it that they were going to a ruin <laughs> to... Uh, to jack the place. So uh, I feel like just, ba- I mean, that's an assumption I'm making based on my limited knowledge of them, but I'm guessing it wasn't a well-kept secret that they were going there. So I don't know. Do you have any stake in the Enlins or the Oryx personally? No, no, yeah. I do not. Yeah. No. It's it's more like a sporting event to me. I, I don't really have any personal connections to them. They're a little too far out of our reach, but it is kind of interesting to see their feud, you know, just over the last decade or so, just because they haven't really had any good reason to hate each other, but they just do. It's sort of, there hasn't been a war in ages and you know as far as i know you know money changes hands as easily as possible but they still just the two cities just seem to be tripping in vitriol towards each other so now i'm really interested to see how it goes with like something real at stake Sure. This is, I mean, this is a, what a catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this could be the, the spark that sets off a horrible, horrible feud. Yeah. And by my estimation, this will probably reach one of those two cities, knowing how rumors travel, probably by like, I don't know, midnight tomorrow. 
<laughs> yeah. I was going to say yesterday, yeah. but yeah. I'd give it a little extra time. That's because the drunks travel slower than the rest of, you know, <laughs> everyone. But but the drunks' tongues travel faster than... That's true, too. <laughs> faster than the horse gallops. I think, I think we'll be seeing some really interesting explosion so far and I don't want to commit you to anything but and I'm not saying I have any information that I haven't told you but I'm just saying you want to get in a little action about this um I say um, I, 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 I don't I don't know I, I don't know whether I want to be I don't, I don't know. People, people may, oh, this is, I'm not sure. This, I'm just saying, what kind of, what's I'm the danger saying, footprint here? Bed between me and oh, you. Oh, okay. I see. I'm not putting anything up in town square. Chill. Okay. Me, me and you? I'm sure. Saying, I can, I can get behind yeah. that. Let's, let's, what, what, what are you proposing? All right. I say, I'm going to say, I bet it comes out that the recipe belongs to the Oryx. That's my final answer. I'll see you, I don't know, five gold pieces on it. Five gold pieces. I'll, I'll take that bet. I will. I'll take it. All right. Excellent. All right, so you know what? When the chips fall, I'll be seeing five of those gold coins. Uh we shall, we shall see. Hope, hope, hopefully, the fact that we're betting on this won't come back to haunt us. Um, but then, oh, it's fine. We may even. Here's the thing, though. We might not know the truth, even if it does come out. Like, there, there could be a lot of misinformation coming out. So. Oh, I more than hope so. <laughs> this is a ridiculous, insane story. I hope there's some some more the to it. The drama that will ensue from this is going to be <laughs> the songs of bards for Delicious. years to come. Oh my goodness, there are going to be songs. There's going to be fights. Hopefully, you know the deaths will be a minimum. Oh, can you can you but, can yeah. you imagine just for a moment what the what the scenes are going to be like in dwarven taverns <sighs> when this starts to spread? Well, you know, I'll say in the bars I've been to recently, you know, there are plenty of dwarves around. Um, and all of them some have some sort of connection, you know, loosely to these families in one way or another. Um, and it seems like the further away you get from the cities themselves, the less everyone seems to be invested. It was more like, you know, watching the betters, org uh, you know, argue after a joust in these taverns, you know, people fighting, but they didn't really seem to have a personal stake oh, okay. in it. I feel like once we get to the folks up in these cities who have, you know, political ties to these families, bloodlines in common with these families, 
have, you know, married their children off to some of these people, sure. like, you know, for, for gain. Whatever they find out, they're gonna be either pissed or vindicated, and it's gonna go badly for some. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, and it's funny, right? Like, it's a whiskey recipe. And and it and and something so seemingly innocuous is going to is going to just cause so many problems and I mean it could potentially start an all out war. Ugh, it could, couldn't it? And in all honesty, if the right people were involved or if or I shouldn't say the right people, if the people involved wanted to make moves to incite that war maybe they are maybe they aren't aligned with either family maybe they maybe right. they want to see this happen and and you know war people profit off war and um yeah. it's it's a way for someone else outside of both of them to you know make some money in a really 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 bad way well, geez, Buzzkill. Uh, I mean, I was just drama's to... drama, right? And <laughs> all's fair in love and no, war. You're probably right. You're probably right. Damn it. Well, whatever. We'll call that even if that turns out <laughs> to be the case. <laughs> fair. If it if it breaks out into into full on warfare between the two, we can just. I tell you what, we'll we'll take our we'll take our gold. We'll go down to the the uh, the 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 tavern the next town over because apparently you don't want to drink in in our town, and uh, yeah. we'll 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 drink some non poisonous whiskey. Yeah, and then we'll run far away from wherever the battle is the strongest. Well, hopefully, it's nowhere near us. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Well, I'm I'm that's one heck of a story and uh I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah, me too. I'll keep my ears open. I I, I wouldn't put anything past you. <laughs> Apparently, you have ears and you have more than two ears it seems. Thanks. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. We'll see you later. All music by Andrew Inge. You can find his contact information in the description. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vice Villainy Pod. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production.